and welcome to the second ever episode of Table Talk, the Behind the Box podcast, with me, Chris, and my wife, Lindsay. Hi! And we wanted to do this last night, but some stuff came up and it just meant that we had so little time to do anything (laughs) all day yesterday. And you know what? That kind of leads me into the first thing I wanted to talk about, which was being a content creator as like a hobby content creator is insane. We leave for America tomorrow. What about within the next 12 hours, we're going to be on a plane. Mm Mm-hmm. And we've decided to record a podcast. I need to edit that podcast. Lindsay learnt some stuff for a ukulele, which you'll have heard at the start. <laughs> it is absolutely exhausting. I don't know why I waited till this week to do the website and to work on three videos, four videos, plus two Dice Tower videos. But it's because it's you like giving yourself lots of things to do. I know. At least I've packed. And <laughs> we finished our games, packing our games away, which was in our newest video, which was our family reunion video. Ah, oh, it's just exhausting. I know. I'm I'm tired, but I'm really stoked. This is gonna be a great vacation. We're taking so many board games. We've done a great job consolidating. <laughs> oh yeah, well we've got eleven games in two boxes, which is insane. Right? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Thought you were going to <laughs> agree. <laughs> I was staring right at Lindsay then, waiting for some sort of response. Yeah, no, we we did, like I said, we did a video called Family Reunion. Check it out if you want to know what games we're bringing with us. That's got a whole a whole list, a whole heap of them. And yeah, we got them down to two boxes. Two, we got what, what Deception mm-hmm. and Meeple Circus. Meeple Circus, boxes. yeah. 11 games. Yeah, I'm really proud of us. I think that's quite the achievement. It's a lot better than we used to do. We used to just bring 11 games yeah. with the boxes yeah. and all the components. And I remember my suitcase, uh, you know, it'd be bulging because there's just way too much stuff in there. And it would be out of control. I'd hardly be able to bring enough clothes. Now I've got more clothes. I think I've got more clothes in my bag than there are days in this vacation. Really? Yeah, just so I've got choice. Oh, <laughs> see, I under underpack because i, I knew usually that do. there would be like a washing machine there so i was like eh. yeah i usually do that but i was like you know what no i'm gonna treat myself <laughs> i want to be able to wake up and go what am i gonna wear today <laughs> well um before we move on to like actual game stuff uh, i mentioned before we've made a website which is behindthebox.co.uk if you want to check it out i worked very hard on it. He for really a few did. Days, yeah. Invested all my time into it. Didn't pack or send parcels that needed to be sent. <laughs> and so we had to do that tonight as well. And get travel money. And get travel money. But I mean, to be fair, I went to get travel money, but the place that I went to do the exchange, a door was broken on the booth that they used to like contain all the staff and the money and everything. Mm. And so I went there and she was like, I'm really sorry, I can't give you any money right now because the door is broken, it's open. I guess it means that they are technically exposed, there's like a threat, and so they just cannot, I guess, open whatever safes or security yeah. measures or anything like that. But Holy smokes. Yeah. I don't know what happened. I don't know if someone tried to break in. It, it was broke when I got there, which is the excuse I'm going to stick to. <laughs> Uh, and kidding. and where were you exactly at that time? <laughs> <laughs> I was just sneaking around in the corner. <laughs> Lindsay, what would you like to talk about first? Well, I had my own little project. You know, while you were doing your website, mm. I was sorting our business cards out. That's right. Yeah. So I got down our good old Ticket to Ride board and arranged strategically 
<laughs> some pieces around on it and stuff and snapped a photo of it. And uh, yeah, so now we've got something for our, our business cards. They look really good. I know. I'm very, very pleased with how it turned out. I, I cut out little pieces of, you know, just plain old white printer paper. But then I drew on them like the different logos for Instagram and Facebook and YouTube. The Instagram one looks really good. You know what I think I'm going to do? I think I'm going to take pictures of those. Probably not before we go. But <laughs> when we get back so that we can like tweet those images out that you did. Especially the Instagram one. It looks like a like a peacock. Oh, well, that's that's my high school accelerated art class <laughs> really paying off right there. I'd- We'll probably will when when we get because they're gonna arrive while we're in America, which I guess we, we I mentioned it before. It's a family reunion. We're basically we're going to see Lindsay's family. If you didn't know, she's American. She's from America, <laughs> so we're gonna be seeing them. But the business cards are gonna arrive while we're away. When we get back, I think I'll take a picture of one and I'll probably put it on like Twitter, probably Instagram as well, and just show them off a little bit. But if you've seen our banner on our YouTube page or the banner on our Facebook page, it's a similar style to that where we've we've basically put the ticket to ride out with our behind the box card in a little tiny Sentinels multiverse box (laughs) and covered it in just different components for pretty much just most of the game, not most of the games we have because there's maybe like 10 games, but (laughs) and we definitely have more than 10. But yeah, it's just a lot of components. And it just visually, I just think it looks really nice. Yeah. I like looking at that picture and be like, oh, I recognize that piece. That's from this game. You know, that's I really like doing that on Facebook. So I'm part of a, a few different Facebook board game groups. Mm. And every now and then someone will post one of those like collages of like a grid of nine board game components. Mm. And they're like, what are these components yeah. from? I really enjoy doing that. But they always choose stuff that I've never played. So it's like Tigris uh, and Euphrates yeah, yeah. and Kalos. And I've never played those games. I don't know what the components look like. If they did like cooperative, light, Ameritrash games, <laughs> then... <laughs> It'd be right up your alley, wouldn't it? <laughs> I would nail it. Yeah. You know what I think is delightful? When you go on the board game subreddit and somebody posts a picture there of like a component that they found in their house or they found and at they a garage. Don't know what it is. Yeah, and they're like, does anyone know what this is? Uh, I, so it's so wonderful when somebody does actually figure it out. The thing is, right, so that's funny you mentioned that because just the other day I was on the board game subreddit and I saw a post and it had, usually they don't have like any upvotes and mm. they'll have like 11 comments and you look at it and you see it's been answered about four times. With a couple of, you know, sort of children comments under them. This one was upvoted to like 100 upvotes. And it had like 50 something comments on it. And I was like, that's really unusual for that type of topic. Mm. Nobody could figure it out. No kidding. Really? uh, Yeah. I I mean, they may have figured it out after I'd seen it. But they reached a point when, like, when I saw it, nobody had gotten it yet. That's a pity. You know, it'll be really satisfying, though, when somebody does find it. Do you remember what it looked like? I can't, no, I can't remember what it looked like. I, mm. I, my guess is, not on what the game is, I've, I didn't have a clue. I saw it and I had no clue what it was. I think it's potentially something from, like, you know when you're like a kid and you've got either like a little toy, like an action figure, and maybe it's a piece from that that looks like a component for a board oh. game, or, or like some random spin-off version of like a really old, I don't know, Winnie the Pooh Trivial Pursuit or something, mm-hmm, you know, and it's mm-hmm. like the piece that goes with that. It, I was surprised. I was very shocked. Oh, I kind of feel bad. I hope somebody did figure it out. I hope so, too. He seemed to be, like, kind of relishing in the fact that he found <laughs> something that Reddit couldn't figure out. 
So that was uh, like his rise to fame right there. Aw, well, that's good. At least he found some way to be satisfied, even if it was just knowing that he stumped them. <laughs> Maybe that was actually it. Maybe it's not from a game. Maybe he made something. <laughs> it was nonsense. It was like, oh, well, guys, I found this in my in my grand grandfather's old game box. You know? And then it's just a random piece of plastic. <laughs> yeah. Let's see, what else have we been doing lately? We did do some Pulsar 2849 two-player yeah. sessions, didn't we? I'm really liking Pulsar. For those of you who don't know this, our our lovely Christopher Fagan <laughs> actually won a copy of uh-huh. Pulsar 2849 when we were at Aircon. Yeah, and I never win things, you mm. know. No, I mean, I win games, like, all the time, you know? <laughs> But <laughs> I never win giveaways. I never win contests. I remember when I was younger, me and a few friends went to a Yu-Gi-Oh tournament. It was actually the national Yu-Gi-Oh tournament in England. And uh, we, you all get entered into like a raffle. And throughout the course of the weekend, they'll be announcing people that have won stuff. One friend of ours, Day, won like four things. He won like a, really? a yeah, he won like a, a new Game Boy series of games with like a dungeon monsters dragon monsters dra- i think it was dragon monsters or something like that yeah he he always wins stuff when in any of those situations and so like anytime i've ever done anything with him where there's been a giveaway mm-hmm. it's weird like i know statistically <laughs> it is identical but it feels as though it's not I, like, I never win giveaways and when i got i got a call from it was paul grogan from gaming rules he called. I probably have I told this story on the podcast. Um, I think you told it on the aircon. On the aircon round one. Yeah. Okay, assuming you've not seen that video, basically we played some games with the Czech Games Edition demo area at Aircon, run by Paul Grogan, and we played two games. And then afterwards, he said, "Oh, by the way, because you played games, you get to enter yourself into the giveaway where I'll be announcing a winner tonight." We actually weren't aware there was a giveaway, but we filled out the little form. We actually got two entries each because we played two of the demos. And then later on, we were about to do, was it the pub quiz or was it number nine, mega number nine, something like that. We were sat down in that same area though. Yeah, Yeah. and my phone went off and it was an unknown number. And I'll be honest, I don't ever answer unknown numbers. I I I always figure if it's important, they'll leave a voicemail. Mm -hmm. But for some reason, I was like, I'll answer this. And I wasn't thinking, is it Paul? I'd actually forgotten that that was a possibility. (laughs) And then he he goes, is that Chris? And I'm like, yep. And he goes... This is uh, Paul Grogan from the Czech Games Edition area. Uh, you, you played some games with us before, and I went, oh, hi, yeah, Paul, how you doing? He goes, yeah, so I just wanted to give you a call and let you know you've not won the giveaway. And I went, oh, <laughs> thanks, Paul. <laughs> and he just went, ah, just kidding. <laughs> you've won. Are you free? And then I went over and I had the choice between Pulsar 2849 and Adrenaline. I don't know why I went with Pulsar, because I'd actually heard a lot of really good stuff with it. Adrenaline. I think in my head I was thinking Pulsar's newer, mm. and so if we wanted to do a review, it's more relevant. If there's ever an opportunity to sell or trade, which we honestly never have sold a game ever, but if anything ever sort of came up like that, I thought this is newer, it's worth a bit more, and I actually really, really like that game. It, it is, is pretty nice, isn't it? We've played it a few times now, always two-player, and we, so far, because there are a lot of options, a lot of choices to make in the game, We've actually kept it the same as a way to help facilitate the learning of mm-hmm. this game. So we've not done any of the variants in it yet. Other than when you have the, uh, I forgot what they're called, but there's like the tiles that are randomly shuffled up. You know, we do all of that stuff. We randomize the board and we randomize the, the tiles. But 
everything else we just keep the same goals we keep the same technology tree I think that's helped you especially because you suffer from AP quite severely and this is a game that could very easily induce AP and, and my idea was I'll get you comfortable with the base game mm-hmm. or like what they consider like the you know play this when you're first learning the game mm-hmm. what do you think of, of Pulse Islands? I like it. One of the sessions, I can't remember which one, I had like this sweet, sweet point generating machine going. The gyrospheres. It was... The gyrodines, rather. It was, at, well, it was when there's like a point where you can get one of those things that like every time you get more, like you purchase a little... The technology. T- yeah, and every time you get more technology, it gives you points. Mm-hmm. And then early in the game, you can do something that, like, every time you have one of those spinny spinning things, yeah, it gives you more points. And, oh, I it was so, I've, I've yet to be able to actually, like, recreate that moment. I feel like it's been a struggle ever since. <laughs> yeah, so you're right. It, it was in the very first game. And, yeah, you quite quickly got a few gyrodines out mm-hmm. i think it was because you landed on a planet that gave you a gyrodine mm. and you were in a situation where you could quite quickly set it up with the dice you had and so yeah i mean we've played it a f- each, each so we played a few times each time we've played it you have won and it's i i think in a large part because i i've I've not been focusing on the gyrodines. You keep chasing after those, those transmitters. Yeah, what are you doing there? I don't know. <laughs> they seem like they should be really good, but I think the problem is when you play the base game, like without the other goals being randomized in, you've got to tailor your gameplay to the goals mm-hmm. that get put out and the technologies. And so I'm chasing after something that's not getting me any points at the goals, whereas you're getting all these gyrodines and then getting all these bonus points at the end. And mm-hmm. Yeah, I... I'm doing it more for like learning when we're playing. Mm-hmm. I'm like, I want to, but I should do a game where I go after gyrodines and go after like heavy exploration of the yeah, galaxy. Yeah, do a lot of planet hopping. That's totally where it's at. The very first game I did, I I was planet hopping like crazy. Mm-hmm. I ended up with about eleven planets explored, and had about six transmitters. But the transmitters then didn't really do anything for me because by the time I got the last one, it was basically the end of the game, and so. Yeah, the points didn't really work out. If you've not got the goals to go for, the technologies to really facilitate that, mm-hmm. it's not as worth it. So that's just me trying out something too much, I think. But I'm still loving it. It has very quickly risen. We didn't play it in 2017, but it that would have been in my top five of really? 2017. Yeah, I really, really like it. I oh, think, wow. But I mean, right, so the thing about me is I love variety. I love... And we, even though we've not even touched any of the, the variant stuff in the game, the fact that it exists in there makes me really excited because I can see the possibility. Mm-hmm. I can see the different goals and you can flip the goals over and get like a more advanced version of the same thing. The technologies, there's like two of each board and you can do them front and back. Everything's double-sided pretty much in the game. It's just awesome. It's a really, really cool game. And it's nice. It's a nice engine builder game and it feels low stress even though it is quite, there's a lot to do. Because it's got that mechanic of dice rolling as mm-hmm. well. I think that lightens it up a bit. And it, it's not as thinky and you've got to be like super efficient with every turn. Even though you do have to be efficient. But mm-hmm. it's not like you don't get punished. I don't, at least I don't feel like you get punished. Yeah, you, I agree. If I... you try something. Yeah. Saying that, I've lost every game. So <laughs> maybe I'm getting punished for not working out a better strategy. Mm. You know, this is getting me... Talking about um, Pulsar is getting me really excited. 
for your birthday. Yeah, I'm, that's coming up in a couple of weeks. Right after we mm-hmm. get back from America, right before UK Games Expo, it'll be my birthday. I'm gonna turn, I'm gonna turn 17. That was cool. <laughs> <laughs> That was a really weird joke. What? <laughs> I don't know. I'm tired. Yeah, we we are running on very little sleep right now. Uh, I turned 28 and I am excited and I believe I'm getting one game. I think one game. Well, yeah, you're getting one game and then I've organized for additional add-on things for it. Why is it? I'm not telling you. Inside. Huh? What was that? Shh. Nah, nothing. <laughs> I thought I heard you say something. No. <laughs> okay. You'll see on it, your It's because I'm so sleepy. It, You'll see I'm on hearing your things. Yeah, I'm excited. We The one that I know that I'm getting is the mind. That was something that my mum was yeah. like, hey, I wanted to get you like a small, easy, light game. Because she's enjoying games like that as well. Mm-hmm. And we'd heard such good stuff about the mind. So I think in the next episode of the podcast, we will discuss that game. And you know what? Depending on how much we enjoy it, Maybe a review? Uh, yeah, we could. Because I could see us playing that a lot, because it's a game you can just continuously play, you know, mm-hmm. back to back. I mean, this is all based on assumptions and <laughs> other people's podcasts. Well, yeah, board <laughs> games and Ben have been playing it a lot, and from the sounds of it, it sounds like it's really good, like, really fun. So, and, and we actually have the game. Mm-hmm. Which is style. kind of similar, yeah. So, and we really enjoy the game, and so I think that we would enjoy the mind. I think it's a good pick for your mom to get you for your birthday. Yeah, I'm excited. I think she's going to like that as well, mm-hmm. and that'd be fun. We're going to probably go around to theirs on my birthday, have a meal with them, play some games, mm-hmm. and that'll be fun. And speaking of the game, actually, I know it's a bit of an older game. It seems weird to say that because it's called the game, <laughs> but you know, it's an, it's an older an older thing, mm-hmm. but we recently started playing that again. Last weekend. Yeah, we, had... we brought it out when we had friends over. Uh-huh. Or had... bank holiday. Yeah, friends came and stayed with us. Because we, again, if you're more familiar with us, if you're just learning about us from the podcast, then this might be new news. But we used to live in Huddersfield in the in Yorkshire in England. And we moved to Cheshire. And we stayed in touch with a bunch of our friends there. And a couple of them, a couple, came and stayed with us last weekend for the bank holiday weekend. Mm-hmm. Um, it was a huge gaming weekend and it was so much fun it was it was exactly what the doctor ordered it it was so wonderful every time they come i love it so much because (laughs) we share a lot of the same interests those two are big foodies and so whenever we get together we cook for each other Mm -hmm. and that's part of the activity so we'll get into the kitchen together we'll each do a little something or another somebody will be dicing somebody will be you know, making a broth, who knows? Yeah. We always try and get fancy for each other and try, <laughs> try like more and more complex meals. And uh, it's so much fun to have them over because we it always is, cook yeah. for each other. And then we all gather around the table and enjoy our board games with them. And it's, it's such a pleasure. It is a wonderful, wonderful weekend whenever they come by. Mm-hmm. We used to try and every night, like whenever we saw them, we used to try and get like a big epic game Mm -hmm. to the table something that takes a couple of hours usually cooperative because they really like cooperative Mm -hmm. games but we found with them it they like the short quick like not filler games necessarily but that style of game where it's just you can get it out you can explain it in like five minutes and just get going and play it a few times those are always much more uh something that they enjoy and so Mm -hmm. the game we thought would be perfect and it's been 
probably about a year since we've played the game last. And we thought, I, I was craving it. I really wanted to play it because I've been hearing <laughs> so much about the mind and that style of gameplay was something I was really liked. So I was mm-hmm. like, let's play the game again. And we ended up playing it a few times and did really well. <laughs> we, we like came up with our own like secret lingo. I think we were borderline cheating. <laughs> no, it's all right. It says in the book, you can say anything you want except for the numbers on mm. the cards. And you can't say like, this number I have is one higher than that number showing, mm-hmm. things like that. We should mention with the game, just in case you're not familiar, it's um, a cooperative game where you can't communicate the cards in your own hand, and there's a deck of cards numbered 2 through to 99, yeah, 2 through 99, just one of each of those. And then there's four cards on the table, two ones and two 100s, and you have to play cards into like stacks next to those numbers. So if you play a card next to the number 1, it has to be higher than the number in that stack. So if I go first and play a 5 there... The next person that wants to play a number onto that stack of that one has to play a then higher than a five. And if you're going from a hundred, you have to go down. And so you have to kind of communicate what you've got in your hand, but you can't say, oh, I have the seven or I have, a, I have six, seven. Don't play any cards there. But you can ask people, don't play there. I'm really close. Mm-hmm. Or if, if somebody's saying, can I play on this pile? You can say things like, are you going to do a big jump? You know, yeah, I, I've how got, tight are you? <laughs> yeah, how, yeah how, how tight will it be? How close can you stay to that number? Because I've got something pretty close, like close, close, you know. But if you've got a neighbor... <laughs> See, I think the neighbor thing was cheating. Because <laughs> that is literally, do you have the one next to it? And then we also had, whenever anyone referred to like, I can do magic with this or I can fix this. That usually yeah. meant, like, I can jump backwards from that number or I can jump us back up from that number. Or yeah, because a, a rule in the game is that if you've got the card, so let's say you're working up from a 1, if you've got a card that's exactly 10 behind the number that's currently showing, so let's say you're working up and the number 22 is showing, normally you'd have to play higher than 22. But if you've got the 12, you can actually play that instead and jump back by 10. And it helps sort of offset those jumps that happen. So every now and then people would be like, I can fix this, don't touch that, I can fix it. And that, we always knew, meant I have the, the jump back. Yeah. But, yeah. You know what? When you're playing with friends, it's not it's a big a... deal. It's not like we're having a referee watching nah. us. And... How else are you supposed to communicate this stuff anyway? Like, you know. I think you just by saying, I think the, I think the idea is you say, do not play there. Just mm. don't, don't touch that. Mm. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to play something there. <laughs> and then not saying I can fix this. Yeah. Because that's <laughs> once you once everyone's on the same page of what that means, then that is essentially saying I have ten <laughs> like if it's twenty two showing, I have twelve. Mm-hmm. You know. But whatever, you know, we had fun, we had a great time. We uh what other games did we play with them? So we played King Domino. That's right. I won. No, you won. Did I? You won. I almost won. With only scoring forests. I, uh, my, my castle was just in the middle of a forest. That's right. You did have like a massive forest. Yeah, that was a good game. We only played that once. I don't think... I think they prefer the cooperatives. Mm-hmm. And so I, don't, I think they enjoyed it, but it wasn't something they'd want to keep going back to. We also played Meeple Circus, which was yeah. <laughs> such a blast. <laughs> they, they really liked that. As it was stressful. Real-time mm-hmm. games sometimes... Um, like the fella in the group, like he gets a bit stressed <laughs> out, doesn't he? Oh, yeah. Well, on our Instagram, there is a slow-mo junk art. One of our first ever Instagram pictures is a slow-mo video of this guy who was the guy that was there with us this last weekend playing junk art and trying to place the last piece. And it just came crashing Mm -hmm. down, not to spoil the video. But (laughs) 
um, yeah, he's he loves those types of games, but they really stress him out. Mm-hmm. He gets so and in Meeple Circus when in the last act, yeah. you have to perform for everyone. He, he was swaying like he was, his yeah. pits were getting all sway and his <laughs> brow was getting all glossy. <laughs> That was a that was a good game though. Everybody liked that. We brought out number nine. I I think you played that while I was cooking something or preparing something. You yeah, you were doing something, so I I decided let's do some number nine. Again, similar to King Domino, it went down well. They enjoyed mm-hmm. it, but it was very much a let's play it once and then you know move on to something else. So. Yeah, and then I played Kokoro with them while you. I was making, making what were you Montaditos, delicious Portuguese sandwiches. Mm-hmm. And then they, of of course, we had to play Dixit. They are in love with Dixit, so we played that. Yeah, that's a good one. That, <clears throat> that uh, for a competitive game as well with them, and it's a bit longer than the others. But yeah, they love Dixit. I mean, mm-hmm. we do too. It's such a, a fun idea for a game. But yeah, they really like Dixit. And then the longest game that we played was Dead of Winter. Yeah, that surprised me because that was their suggestion. We've played it before with them, and they really liked it. But mm-hmm. I always just felt like they would rather do the the short ones. But the whole weekend, he was asking. That was really fun. I we, think they like the crossroads cards. The crossroads cards are really fun. I think the cooperative nature of something that thematically they like. Mm-hmm. You know, they like the zombie style of game. And uh, yeah, that, that went really well for us. We actually were all good guys. And uh, we all we all won, technically, because we all succeeded the mission. And then yeah. everyone, everyone did their secret objective. There's a secret objective that is that you have to have the most survivors so one of our members had that card and they felt like they hadn't really succeeded but i was like well technically no one's got more than you so <laughs> i would say you have the most it just is joint most yeah yeah but i think that's still a win yeah it's it's better to give give them win than um to not we must have gotten pretty rowdy though because when you you went downstairs didn't you and I was then emptying the bin, yeah. yeah you're emptying the bin and then the lady that lives underneath us what did she say again? So I came back in, and we live on the second floor of a building, and I came back into our building. I was going up the stairs, and she was going out, because she, she smokes down at the bottom of this this doorway, and I was just made a little chit-chat with her, and we've, you know, she's a really nice lady, she's yeah. very friendly with us, but yeah, she asked, she was like, um, I said, are you, you alright, how, how you doing? She was like, oh, I'm good, um, do you mind me saying it, do you mind just keeping it down a little bit with, with walking? And I was like, "Oh yeah, yeah, sorry. We, is it?" And I didn't, I didn't ask. Is this something that you mean from today, or like historically, mm. has our walking been too loud? But I was like, "Oh yeah, sorry. I didn't realize we were walking, you know, making too much noise." And she was like, "Yeah." And I said, well, "What area of our flat is it?" And she said, "Oh, it's sort of in the bedroom and the living room. She's directly beneath us, so I assume that the layout's the same." Mm-hmm. And I was like, "Oh, I'm so sorry. Yeah, of course, we'll keep it down." But then when I got back up and I told the story, and it was kind of a funny thing of like, can you walk quieter? <laughs> and I don't think that we're heavy walkers. I think what it was, was we'd been moving stuff around to accommodate the fact that we were going to have to turn the couch into a bed, mm-hmm. and we'd been getting the house ready that morning. So I think it was that sort of approach yeah. before people start assuming that we're really bad <laughs> neighbours. <laughs> we're, we're those people that like play flute at all hours of the night and like some bowling balls it's quite late right now and um we still have some stuff to do before we before we leave or before we go to sleep so we probably will be those neighbors tonight (laughs) yeah what else what's this been going on um we i I can't really talk about the um role-playing group for harry potter because we had a bit of a like 
broken toilet tragedy happened and I had to cancel yeah. last minute. And so, and because the girls are so busy, um, we're, we're not going to be able to get together for like another month. But It's going to be like in the middle of June or something. I know. Yeah. But we did your role-playing yeah, game. Yeah, we did session two of my Savage Rifts. So for those of you that are interested, I will briefly summarize how that session went. So our Legionnaires decided to travel north because one of them had been summoned, the Cyber Knight, because at the end of last session, he accidentally, and I'm doing air quotes that you can't see, <laughs> poisoned the whole village, and they all then perished. So, as a Cyber Knight, he shouldn't have done that, and he should know that that's not what he should do. So he got summoned by the guy that runs the Cyber Knights, and was basically not scolded, but just sort of asked, you know, keep to the course, find your way again, I feel like we're, we're losing you. The reason that we went to this location was because everyone was requesting to go and see this dragon up in Laszlo, called Plato. So we introduced him, and he welcomed the Legionnaires in with open arms, because he's a really nice guy, and he likes the Tomorrow Legion. And then you guys got sent out to do a quick, like a reconnaissance, because you, you'd lost communication with an outpost near Laszlo. So that's why the rest of you got sent as well. You went out there, realised that there was a Zitter 6 invasion there that had basically just wiped it out. So you went in to make sure that there were no surviving members of your own teams, killed all the Zitter 6, and then came across what I'd created myself. And if you're a Rift's purist, I do apologise. I created basically a Zitter 6 behemoth. This huge, towering, massive Almost like old-style King Kong-sized, right? <laughs> Just huge beetle bug man creature. And he actually <laughs> killed one of our players. But I did have a backup plan in place for the event of the first death. Lindsay's character was excluded from this because she was a robot. So it wouldn't have applied to her. But everyone else, whoever... Basically, I had whoever was the first to die was going to be chosen as a champion for the god Anubis. And he has basically said... Alright, so here's the deal. Um, I can bring you back to life as the gatekeeper of, of the afterlife, but you are my champion. Uh, there's going to be four champions. Three of them are already on Earth doing their thing. And you can bring your friends as well. That's fine. I need you to go to Africa and kill the four horsemen because they are getting too powerful and taking over the world and eventually will doom us all. And that's where we left off. So... I've told them that they don't need to do that right away. That that is, you can you're not strong enough really right now to do that. Take your time, but don't take too long. <laughs> you know, like yeah, okay, you can continue playing your character for a bit, but yeah, don't take the mick, which is an English saying for well, I don't even know what. Don't the, mess around. Don't mess around. Don't, mess don't around. yeah. Don't yeah. don't intentionally just be like, oh well, you said we could take our time to do this, and I'm just gonna never do it. Mm -hmm. So we'll see how that goes. But that was a fun session. Yeah, there was a dog man, a dog boy called Doug. Oh, was it Doug? Doug. No, it, was, it wasn't Doug. It was Greg. Greg? Oh. Oh, they kept calling him Doug. Oh, that's right. Yeah. It our wasn't group, Doug. It our was... group likes to rename people a lot. Yeah, it's great fun for me when I've got all this stuff written down. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, Greg and my brother loved Greg. Greg was so friendly. He just he was a good boy. Yeah. And he got called a good boy at he one point. And he boy. was so happy that yeah. somebody actually said that to him. I actually wrote it down. I was like, if someone calls him a good boy, then he, he's like, really? You think I'm a good boy? <laughs> I've been struggling with that and <laughs> this whole philosophical thing. And he'd been given a piece of equipment to wear as a collar. Now, he's a very he's a free dog. 
and he's a very well respected dog and he, he loves his life it's not in any way like a negative thing his friend is a techno wizard which is basically like like a wizard that can make mechanical things magical um and they made basically a magical collar for him to wear so that he could speak more like a person and comprehend what people are telling him as a more of a human as opposed to having more of a dog-like attitude towards things but he still is a dog boy and so when someone tells him he's a good boy then that is like this thing but he can like think about it more deeply because of this collar and he can think you know it's more of a philosophical question for him like what makes a good boy so that reminds me of that rpg um oh what was it it was all about dogs and oh do you remember pugmo pugmire pugmire yeah. Puckmire, yeah. I really want to play that. Yeah, I do. I do, yeah. I think that would be really cool because that's all about, like, being a good boy. Good yeah, dog, sorry. Being, being a good, good dog. Yeah. Good dog. Being a good dog. And the way they level up is they have these tricks because, of course, you know, dogs learn <laughs> tricks. Yeah. I think it'd be really cool to play that one. That'd be awesome. That would be neat. Yeah. I would really, when we learned about that, that was about a month ago that we learned about it, and we both were like immediately drawn in. Mm-hmm. And I was like, that sounds great. Yeah. I think it'd be really cool. And it does get me excited for um, UK Games Expo. That's coming up. And, um, yeah. and we're going to be doing an RPG when we go there. So that will be fun too. I think we, yeah, we may have talked about it in the last episode, but we're still, that that, that is like, a highlight coming up for us that we're mm-hmm. so excited about. Especially the people we're doing it with. Doing mm-hmm. it with semi-corp and up to four players. That's going to be so much fun. I'm really excited for that. Um, we also are going to be in a tournament called The Four Elements. The game's called yeah, Four Elements yeah. and they're doing a tournament of their game, which we did cover in our Aircon uh, overview video. But basically, it's like a dexterity game with a bunch of plastic pieces where four people face off in an arena and you've got to flick your discs like your little plastic pieces to knock the opponent's pieces off the board eventually trying to knock off their uh, it's like a king piece it's a mm-hmm. bigger heftier piece that's harder to hit and it can do more damage so you can use it as a piece to attack with but you're putting it in more of a risk so you try and put your little barricades around to basically defend it as much as you can it's such a good game really really excited and we along with that because i got an email about that we actually got a bunch of emails already through from publishers, which I'm excited about. People want to meet us, want to show us their games, um, have us play demos, possibly get some review copies of games to bring back, play with friends. So if you are a publisher or a game designer yourself and you would like to have us take a look at your game, uh, I believe we're on the list of press. Well, that would make sense because we've been getting emails. <laughs> but we're, yeah, if you've received the list from being exhibitors, and you want us to do a review or something, then reach out to us. And if it's the type of game that sounds interesting to us, then we will take a look. We're going to probably try and get around to looking at everything as far as going through all the booths. Like we did at Aircon, we're going to... It's going to be a lot bigger, obviously, but we're definitely going to make as much use of our time as we can, having learned from Aircon. Yeah, it's just exciting. Mm -hmm. And it feels weird. It feels weird to receive emails that are basically, hey, we like what you do, and you're going to be at this place that we're going to, would you like to meet us and possibly play our game and learn more about it? And, oh, we're getting a, a developer pack, like a press pack from one of them. Oh, yeah. Forget the company name, but no, the games, we looked at the games, and they look so fun. 
but really, really cool. So that's exciting. You're it's going to be a blast. Yeah, it's going to be great. Try anything else with I don't think that we're scheduled for anything else there. I think everything else is just going to be open for us. We're just going to go around and meet as many people as we can. Yeah, yeah, that's the whole point, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Get oh, around, see what's going on. Yeah, part of me wants to make a little bit more time to do open gaming, but apparently it's really difficult if yeah. you don't get a place to sort of essentially camp out for a day and mm. rotate through people that keep the seats. Then it's quite hard to just later on in the day go try and find seats there. But I think they're trying to expand. A little bit the open yeah. gaming section but in aircon we didn't take as much advantage of that as we should have done i know i know aircon was like all about the gaming like that was the, the whole aim was gaming yeah we talked to a lot of people there though we played a lot mm-hmm. of prototypes a lot of demos talked to a lot of people like frank west yeah i think for me aircon the biggest takeaway i've, I've got from doing that that i want to try and be conscious about at uk games expo is that time goes faster when you're at a convention yeah like the amount it's crazy to think we we were getting there for like nine o'clock in the morning ten o'clock in the morning and then all of a sudden i'd look at my watch and think oh we should go do this thing and it's eight o'clock in the afternoon in the Mm -hmm. evening and i was like i feel like we just got here like two hours ago how is it eight o'clock yeah and you don't have enough time then we can maybe play a game or two but it yeah there's not enough time to do everything you want to do and we, Mm -hmm. we had lists of stuff we wanted to do and i remember that sunday the last day I was like, right, I want to talk to these people, I want to talk to these people, I want to go play this game, and then I want us to go to the open gaming area where we had the the gaming passport and try and get three games that we were interested in and play them all. And we played one game, spoke to one person, and then left. (laughs) Yeah. We were both kind of ill at that point. We were really ill. We were pretty much dead. But just the idea of the time (laughs) goes so, so quick. So, yeah, prioritize. And I think we need to both agree on the same page whether or not we're going to dedicate time to learning new games. Because that's what we did. We played Clank. We had to learn it fresh. Mm-hmm. And that adds time, obviously. Or we could have been walking the exhibitor area, talking to more exhibitors. So we need to sort of come to an agreement about how we want to split our time like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, especially since we're commuting back and forth. We're not really staying over, so be more efficient Plan. with our time. Yeah. Well, so speaking of time flying, I think that kind of brings us to the end of the podcast. We've we've touched on all the things that we want to talk about. We probably should go pack. That's probably a good idea. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm going to edit this. Thankfully, I've already packed like an adult. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, I'm going to put this together. I'm going to actually release this tonight. This will be the same, same day release. Wow. Yeah, I'm excited about that. And... Yeah, if you are interested in more from us, whether it's hearing us speak or seeing us speak, then, <laughs> well, hearing because we're on a podcast. <laughs> so we have one other episode that came out a few weeks ago, so check that out. It's on our website, and it's on SoundCloud, and on iTunes. We're on iTunes. I should have mentioned that at the very start of the episode. But yeah, I'll put this out. Check us out on YouTube. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram. and. All those things that run pretty much every social outlet you could ever find apart from Snapchat. <laughs> so yeah, thank you very much for listening. And we will do another one of these probably after UK Games Expo. Probably, so yeah. For about another three weeks or so. So we'll see you all soon. Enjoy yourselves. Mm-hmm. And if you see us at UK Games Expo, do not hesitate to come over and say hello if you would like to. No pressure if you don't want to see us. But we're okay with people approaching us and talking to us. (laughs)
Cool. Thank you very much. We'll see you soon. Bye. Bye.